the Chiefs went through probably, I don't know how you check the, the record on this, but probably the most difficult schedule to ever start a season. I mean, they played, like, if you think about all the teams who are AFC, like, you know, very, very high odds to, you know, be in the AFC championship game, who would you pick? Who are, like, the top four or five teams in the AFC? You got Baltimore, you got Cleveland, you got the, the Chargers, and the Bills. And who did the Chiefs just play? All of them. Yeah. All of them. And all of them have an axe to grind against the Chiefs. And all of them, it was their Super Bowl. And I, I think that, that there was a mismatch regarding the, the Chiefs and Mahomes saying, you know, they want to go 20-0. and 0. And I felt that the game plans from Andy Reid and company have just been, I don't want to say, yeah, they've been kind of lazy. That's former center and Super Bowl winner Nick Leckie, co-host of the Outside the Trenches podcast, a Kansas City Chiefs podcast. What's going wrong with the Chiefs this season? They've had a stuttering start. They won on Monday Night Football, but only just against the New York Jets. Patrick Mahomes doesn't look quite right, and Andy Reid, why hasn't he figured it out yet? Can they turn it round? I'm Anthony Woodson, and this is the Transatlantic Sports Show. Hey, Nick. Hey, Anthony. How are you, man? Yeah, even better for speaking to you, man. It seems like a long time. It was a long time ago, I think. Last time we spoke is probably pre-Super Bowl. Yeah, I would assume so. Yeah, there's no uh, there's no post-Super uh, Bowl victory celebration since they got absolutely throttled uh, by the Bucks. But I always like to dispel, dispel the notion that the Bucks figured them out, but that Super Bowl hangover is for real you know, um, with the Chiefs right now. It sure is, man. It seems like to be it, – well, it seems like it's a hangover that's kind of rolled over from the Super Bowl win into then the Super Bowl loss. And, you know, you could argue, say, well, hang on. No, they won when they got to the Super Bowl the second time. But let's just rewind to end of January, early February when I talked to you in the lead-up to that Super Bowl. And you're a former center. You're a Super Bowl-winning center. And you had your concerns going into that game about the offensive line. And I went on national radio over here in the UK and talked about concerns around that offensive line and where people were predicting a victory for the Chiefs. I was going on podcasts and, as I said, national radio, television, and saying Tom Brady this week has looked very calm, composed. He looks like he's at home. He's in his element. Watch him go off this weekend in the Super Bowl. Also, huge concerns about that offensive line. Yeah, and, and, it, and it came to uh, fruition, too. I mean, you got a, a D-line that was peaking, and, I mean, they were pretty much – it was like the Tampa Bay's defensive line was playing against their scout team. And that's essentially what it was. You know, you're missing four of their starters, and uh, they, they feasted, that's for sure. And then, I mean, you got to give credit to Kansas City's defense. You know, they, they did well in the first half of the Super Bowl, but, you know, when you keep going three and out on offense, then the defense can't rest. And it just snowballs from there. You're right, man. Okay, well, look, you said it. Super Bowl hangover. That was my first question. You know, what's going on with the Chiefs? Is this a Super Bowl hangover? Do you think it is a Super Bowl hangover, or does it stem a little bit deeper than that? No, I, I don't think I don't think there's such thing as, like, a Super Bowl hangover. That's a myth because um, you could say, you know, you have a hangover from every season. Um, 
and I just think that what happened was the Chiefs went through probably um, I don't know you could, I don't know how you check the the record on this but probably the most difficult schedule to ever start a season. I mean they played. Like, if you think about all the teams who are AFC, like, you know, very, very high odds to, you know, be in the AFC championship game, who, who, who would you pick? Who are, like, the top four or five teams in the AFC? You got, you got Baltimore. You got Cleveland. You got the, the Chargers. And um, the Bills. The Chiefs. And the Bills. Yeah. yeah. And who did the Chiefs just play? <laughs> Exactly. All, all of them, yeah. all of them, and all of them have an axe to grind against the Chiefs, and all of them it was their Super Bowl. And I, I think that that there was a mismatch regarding that the Chiefs and Mahomes saying, you know, they want to go twenty and zero, and, and I felt that the uh, the game plans from Andy Reid and company have just been, I don't want to say, yeah, they've been kind of lazy. They're, they're, they're not this multi-stepped, you know, l- l- let's run like double motions. Let's do, you know, double, triple cadences. And it just looked, it just hasn't looked like complete Chiefs football and offense. And then, you know, defense, you know, if they don't get that support, you know, if, if they're, you know, they're, they're going to crack as well. So after the offense craters and just, yeah, it, 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 that's what it's been so far. Yeah. I mean, what do you think that is? Do you think, I mean, looking at, Patrick Mahomes, you get to see him up close, and and obviously you see him a lot more than any of us this side of the Atlantic. He doesn't seem to be completely 100%. I mean, that that horrendous head injury, the collision in the game a couple of weeks ago. But he hasn't seemed 100%. Do you think that is the stem of the problem? Then, of course, we had Andy Reid exiting the game with health concerns. Do you think that's impacted in any way? I mean, it, it all makes for a sort of uh, kind of terrible, terribly tasting cocktail of events that kind of triggered it. And you also, I mean, to me, the one of the main things is that there were a lot of times in the past couple of years where you see Mahomes, you know, throw a ball and you're like, oh, no. And like, oh, wow, they, they it got it made it through. And this year, I mean, the ball, it's it's a uh, football is a uh, is, is a. It's an oval, right? The football is an oval. Yeah. So the, I'm um, sorry, the American hand egg, right, is an oval. So <laughs> yeah. it bounces funny, and, you know. And I think the now teams are, are sort of expecting that. They're sort of expecting, you know, like the uh, like the, the the throw in the air to someone, and then it's gonna get it's gonna get um, it's gonna get picked. So that that's what they're gunning for. And they're also doing this very clever thing where they're spying Mahomes. And and the one thing where they do have Mahomes figured out is that, you know, he's not comfortable in the pocket. He is not Aaron Rodgers. Like, Aaron Rodgers, to me, is the GOAT of passing in the pocket, being calm, making a couple steps, and elusive. And Mahomes is not comfortable in the pocket. He wants to go back 12 yards, and he wants to just throw rockets from, from back there. And he's not allowed to do that anymore because defenses are playing it. And then teams are also saying, hey, he also makes plays on the run. So they're spying him with the safety, sort of what the Giants did, and they're shutting down those escape the pockets. He's getting he's getting hit with that spy. So that's what that's what teams are doing 
to the Chiefs to stop Mahomes. You mentioned Aaron Rodgers there, man. On the day of recording here on Wednesday, the news has come through that he's tested positive for COVID. It's been confirmed by uh, Mike Lafleur, Matt, Matt Lafleur. Sorry, Mike. I always get the two Lafleur. Mike Matt Lafleur, the uh, the Packers head coach, uh, this afternoon at the podium confirmed that um, he's not going to play Aaron Rodgers. So unfortunately, again, we're denied Mahomes against Rodgers. I know they're never on the field at the same time, but. Still, man, you know, at work, I was working on videos and getting everything prepared for Mahomes and Rodgers. But it's got to be a booster for the Chiefs, you know, coming off the back of a win. Okay, it was a stuttering win on Monday Night Football, but still, a win is a win. And now you've got the Packers and you talked about this tough schedule that the Chiefs have, have had. And they've got the number one team in the whole of the NFC coming to town. But without Aaron Rodgers, man... I know. Uh, well, they're a completely different squad. You know, the year Rodgers got hurt, you know, they, they're not the, the Packers we expect. But don't discount the fact that the Chiefs at home Monday night, would they put up like 17, 20 points versus the Giants? That's right, man. That's right. And, and <laughs> I tell you what, you want to know who's got a 10 times better defense than the Giants? It's the Packers. Here we go. And, and so it's going to be one of those games where the defense is like, all right, you know what? We'll put this team on our back while while our man Aaron Rodgers is uh, is, is is in the, the the COVID protocol, and so this is not going to be a cakewalk at all. So, and then I, I feel like if the Packers just switch to, hey, w- what have the Chiefs not been really good at stopping? And that's you know everything on defense, but in particular the run game. So if the Chiefs could just hand the ball off, like I think you or I could go back there and hand the ball off uh, <laughs> a couple times, and then with the stout stout Packers defense, and then the uh, the, the run game and this offensive line for the Packers. Now, if I was Green Bay, I really wouldn't be too concerned about this matchup this week. That's right. You wouldn't be concerned. You wouldn't be well too concerned. Obviously, you're going to be concerned. They're going to they're going to prepare for it, but yeah, you wouldn't see yeah. it like that. Well, really? you have to the Chiefs. Well, there's no, I mean, well, I'm listen, listen, listen. You're going to be you're going to be concerned, but. It just seems like all season, all season, like like Baltimore kind of cracked the code with the uh, with the delayed blitzing. Yeah. So it's you know where you got the the blitz coming, you know, four seconds after this or two three seconds after the snap, you know that that's how you do it. And it's like the, the Chiefs are they they struggle in that, and and I think the Chiefs are they've been reluctant to run the ball because you know they can pass it as like a sweep. So, the, but they've been reluctant to run the ball, and, and I feel like if the Chiefs did that, if they just said, "Listen, sorry, Patrick, hand this ball off," yeah, you know, I think they would stand a much better chance. But they just, they just refuse to do it. And he's not and connecting with Travis Kelsey easy. either at the minute. I drafted him in it's the just, second round yeah. in many fancy drafts, dude. <laughs> they're not. Well, that's what they're doing. They're saying, "Listen, we're going to clamp Travis. We're going to clamp Tyreek, and then say, you know, you, you got to beat us with someone else." You know, and just it's just tough to make those reads, and you know, I just like I said, the, the Chiefs have not corrected the mistakes from week week two, still, and it's hurting them. And teams are going to keep hitting them with those blitzes. Um, they're going to keep hitting them with the spy until you say you can stop it, and they're and they're not going to get burnt bad. And then you know, the Chiefs are are, are uh, an offense that thrives on those explosive plays, and and they're reluctant for whatever reason just to grind it out, you know, just to go for four or five yards at a time, quick throws. Uh, you know what? Honestly, I think if, if Mahomes took a little page out of the, the Bruce Arians, Tom Brady, Tampa Bay playbook, I think that would suit the Chiefs just fine right now. 
there's still 10 games this season to to get it right. Yeah, there's plenty of time. There's plenty of time. It's not time to hit the panic button yet. And you look at the AFC West and, you know, the Broncos. We, we, we we'll talk about that trade in just a moment with Von Miller going out to the, uh, to the rounds. My goodness. But, you know, the Chargers got off to their electrifying start. And you think, hey, man, Justin Herbert, he is the real deal. But they've stumbled of late. And the Raiders have got you know, various issues. And, oh, my goodness. Yep. I mean, the, the, the tragedy this so week sad. is oh, just terrible. I mean, you, you weren't so much money, man. It, it doesn't cost anything to get an Uber. It's just tragic. You know, the AFC West, it, it isn't lost for the Chiefs, right. and it's the number one thing in football, isn't it? The NFL, take care of your division, and then, you know, the rest can take care of itself. Exactly, exactly. And, yeah, I mean, just to see, like, I would be I would be so pissed if I was the Broncos, if I was, like, someone on the Broncos, and they traded away your one of your aging but still top defensive end who can still put fear into an O-lineman's heart. And then on the flip side, uh, if, if I'm, you know, can't, if I'm Kansas City or if I'm Vegas, uh, you know, from the, the, the Chargers, you know, you're licking your chops to play Denver now because, I mean, the ownership pretty much has said, we are giving up on this season. And, and you're still going to play as a player. You're still going to play for, you know, next season. You're still going to play to get a contract. But it's gonna make your it's gonna make your life tougher, and if you're playing the Broncos, it's gonna make your life a whole lot easier. And if you're Teddy Bridgewater, man, you know you're looking, and there's plenty of talk in the background about quarterbacks that they may or may not go for. You're playing for your future, and you're thinking, yeah. "Come on, guys, give me a chance here." <laughs> you know, and they're not. Just know you're not getting support from management, and just know that you have to do it on your own. And then, and then I don't know if they're gonna they'll, they'll probably retain the staff, and they might just implode the staff as well. You know, next season. So, but as a player. Yeah, you're you're gonna play your butt off. You, you could phone it in, maybe if you're like a high paid guy and you're guaranteed. But at the same time, you know nothing just nothing set in stone when when you lose a lot of games because people don't want that stink on them. You know when you're losing like that, so you gotta you gotta play your butt off for yourself and try to win a game or two here and there. Yeah, is that right? So, you know, you hear lots of talk, you know, fan talk is, you know, sometimes yeah. it's just ludicrous. You know, you can see it on social it media, like, oh, the players quit, the players quit, no, you know, never, 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 <laughs> never, 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 because you're getting evaluated, you know, even if you're, you know, if you've only won two games and you still have four games left in the season, you know, people are going to be watching that film on you in December to evaluate you in the upcoming free agency period. And if you shut it down on the field, if you look like crap, no one's going to sign you. Sure. You know? And if you lose, great. You know, like nobody wants to lose either because what, you get a high draft pick who means that new draft pick's going to come in and take your spot potentially? No. No, you don't want that. No player will ever quit. There might be a couple who will, but for the most part, 98% of the players are never going to quit. They're going to play and try to win every game they can. Yes, yeah, so jobs, and like you said, you know, they, they, who knows? It, it, when the off season comes around, and they could find themselves either with their current team, let's say it's the Broncos, if you're a Broncos player, uh-huh. or with a team, then you might potentially end up with a Super Bowl ring twelve months later. Yeah, you know? Exactly, exactly. I mean, shoot, that was me in um, in Arizona or in St. Louis. You know, I started the first ten games, uh, then I broke my foot, and and we were shoot. I think we were two and eight. I was still playing. I mean, I'm pretty sure we were mathematically eliminated. Broke my foot, and I got signed by the Saints the next year. We won the Super Bowl. Get out. You know, so yeah, so you you never quit because you're not playing for this season. You're playing for next season. You're playing for the future. Was it a Jones fracture? Uh, it was a navicular 
uh, a navicular fracture of my my Taylor navicular bone in my foot. So whereabouts is that? Hey, look, you know, Derek, I can I can empathize with them because I, I had a Jones fracture in my foot. I didn't have surgery. I, I tweeted this out the other day. I was out running. Um, well, maybe about seven years ago. How old's my my youngest son? He's seven. So yeah, seven years ago, I was out running. It was around this time of year. It was dark, and the leaves were down. You know, the leaves had fallen. It's slippy, uh-huh. and I go off the curb. I didn't see the curb because it was dark. Oh. I went over the ankle, and I thought, oh, I can carry on. Um, and it was a mile to home, and then suddenly. I just felt this squelching in my in my foot and uh, yeah I broke it and um, yeah, I had to keep it elevated I didn't have surgery that's seven years ago if I wear hard leather shoes you can hear me coming because my foot clicks that oh. loud you know oh. I'm not Derek Henry but Derek Henry's <laughs> yeah. going to have surgery but I, 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 I cringe because I can feel the throbbing in the bone where I broke my foot and I just I can just you know, I think of him, and I think, you know what? Seven, eight weeks. People, you know, you see people tweeting this out, saying, "Oh, well, you know, he, he, he could be ready for the playoffs." So I'm thinking, you don't know. You've you've got to be hopeful that he's going to be good for the playoffs, yeah. and you got to be hopeful that you know he, he takes in plenty of calcium to to help him heal. But things like that, on paper, it looks like, oh yeah, it's okay. It could be seven to eight weeks, but it's a lot more, isn't it, man? It really is, too, because, you know, they, they say seven, eight weeks, and, you know, when you can, like, you know, us regular folk, you know, we have jobs and stuff, but when it's your job just to get healthy, he could probably get back in maybe six. Yeah. But then again, you know, he's not running full speed, and, and he, it's it's difficult. The, the hardest part of rehab, any sort of injury where you're out for a couple of weeks, is that last 80, is that last 20%. So it's like, you know, you're healthy, uh, but you just don't trust it. Like, you don't trust your foot just to plant and go, or, hey, I'm going to plant my foot here and I'm going to run through this guy. That's it. You, you, don't, you don't have that mentality, right? Where you're like, oh, I don't know, I, I, I doubt it. You know, and you, you hesitate. So that's the toughest part to get is that, that last, last couple of weeks. And he, you know, big guy, and he's all about the speed and power. So yeah, it's going to be interesting to, to see. And it, you know, it's a shame. I guess you, you know, you uh, keeping an eye on the, the Chiefs and covering the Chiefs uh, so closely, you're not going to feel too sorry for him. But uh, you know, because the, 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 the Titans, I say for him, but more more the Titans because they are legit contenders. They're at the top of the AFC, and then you look further down the list, you got the Bills and the Ravens, and the Chiefs are are, are in that mix. Do you think the Chiefs are still in that mix? To be top C contenders, or are they focusing? Let's just get into the, the the wild card, and then let's just keep moving up as as best we can. Where would you position the Chiefs right now in the AFC race? So I would position them like I would say that right now they're they're still a top team in the AFC. You know, they still can strike some fear into the hearts of some teams, and, and if you let them play right. They'll, they'll get you but right now if, if, if i'm kansas city you know i'm going back to my my first goal which your first goal is win your division yeah you know you win that division you get your automatic playoff spot um you know i, I home field advantage uh, probably elusive at, at this point and just basically it's like you know what Let, let's organize let's we, we got a tough stretch not only do we have green bay but you know a couple weeks ago got dallas you know, so it's not like you get any better with that. But as a player, you know, you're looking one week at a time. But as a coach, you know, you're seeing the whole picture and you're like, geez, man, you know, it's, this is just, we're just playing some, some crazy tough defenses uh, this season. And if the Chiefs can, can win a couple, they will be battle tested 
but I just like I said, I just want to see them make some adjustments. I want to see them change it up a little bit because the old style, the old way that they used to do it, is not happening. Teams are gonna say no, 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 no. Or Tyreek is not getting behind us. It's just, it's just not gonna happen anymore. You can't do that. So they have to adapt, and good teams adapt. And and I think the Chiefs, when they won the Super Bowl, they they did this. They made the adjustment to okay, let's run the ball. And if you run the ball, and if you lull that defense to sleep. That top, that top end will, will, will come alive. You know, you'll catch a safety, um, you know, not covering a corner and corner thinking, you know, he was covered uh, from a safety, and boom, there you go, 70-yard Tyreek Hill touchdown. Yeah, how, how are Chiefs fans? Are they, are they getting a bit restless with Andy Reid there? Are they, thinking, are they starting to question because of the, uh, the current run? Because it's interesting, you know, you look at the Super Bowl that they won and the team that they face in that Super Bowl in, in the 49ers, and Kyle Shanahan's having... Some of his difficulties there, you know, granted he hasn't got a quarterback like Patrick Mahomes to work with. Still, you know, the 49ers, the faithful, they're on his back and they're suddenly questioning the genius, inverted commas, of uh, Kyle Shanahan. I would would assume that the Chiefs fans would probably be a a bit more understanding with a a coach such as Andy Reid, who has been there a lot longer than Kyle Shanahan. You know, I don't think anyone is quite calling for Andy Reid's head, but there is a lot of dysfunction here in Kansas City. Um, you know, th- he's definitely not getting a pass uh, at all, at all in this uh, in this whole thing. You know, they're they're if you lose, you know, nothing's good. Right. You know, nothing's good at all. So they're you just like I said, winning winning smooths over those rough edges. And when you don't win for a long time, or you're not winning games consistently, or you're putting out a bad product, or you're not scoring, you know, 30 points, and you know, it's yeah, p- people will start questioning the system. They really will, and, and that's a sort of frazzle at the edges. Yeah, sure, man. Hey, look, I said we were going to talk about that trade, the Von Miller trade. Let's move just uh, momentarily away from the AFC. We'll concentrate on the NFC side of the ball. And, of course, the Rams made a blockbuster trade for Von Miller this week. They they kind of go against the grain as an organization. You know, they're not afraid to make bold moves to trade draft capital for players that they know are tried and tested and, and can deliver the goods. Where do you stand on this you know some may argue they're trading the future but you know do you like their approach because it, it, it appears to work okay they haven't won a Super Bowl yet but it, it seems to work yeah I, I think I think what you do and I, I think um, what what they do well uh, what Sean does well over there uh, is he he gauges the team right you got to have a good pulse on your team and you got a quarterback in Stafford who, who's uh, you know, Hall of Fame quarterback, you know, is kind of, you know, out of the quagmire of Detroit and maybe has four, four years of quality play. He might have more. He could be like Brady because his game, his game isn't running the ball. You know, he, he's, he's mental. He's elusive if he needs to be, but, but he's, he's in the pocket for the most part. So I, I love the idea of let's, let's get a team this year that is, is going to be a Super Bowl contender, you know, what do we need to add to this brilliant defense that, that Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey? Oh, Von Miller? Okay, cool. It's like building a team on Madden. I mean, it's, it's fantastic. And that gives you this year, maybe next year, to, to be contenders. And people often overlook that a lot of first-round draft picks are busts. 
And if and if you could trade like a first or second rounder for guaranteed money, who wouldn't do that? Like if you just look and think about it, who wouldn't want to have that? Like you can have some guy who's going to be a bust and never sniff the field. And you've, you've essentially wasted a first round draft pick. Yeah. Or you got a guy who Von Miller. Who is a surefire first ballot Hall of Fame defensive end, and has still got plenty of prime time left in the system, and will go great within the players already within that this framework. I mean, just a, a, another piece of the puzzle, and then it lets the team know, hey, look what we're doing. We're giving up draft picks. Let's win. Let's win a Super Bowl. Let's win it all. That's the goal, and you get it, and it elevates your play. That's brilliant. That's funny, man. You know, I was thinking that just the other day, just thinking about some of the the mo- more recent drafts, and just thinking that. Who would you rather have? You know, yeah. Matthew Stafford yeah. under center or Josh Rosen? <laughs> right, <laughs> Look exactly. how high he was drafted, you know? Exactly. Yeah. Or or even for the Giants. Who, who's the Giants guy? Matt Jones? Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones. Yeah, 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 Daniel Jones. See? I mean, what? You could have had that or you could have Von Miller. Take your pick. <laughs> I don't think anyone's taking Daniel Jones over Von Miller. I know the future's the future. That's that's for fans. That's for us diehard fans. But if you're a player or coach, you've got to win now. Am I? And don't worry about draft picks. I mean, look at you can find draft picks in the sixth round. Hey, look. Look at Elijah Mitchell at the 49ers, man. And look at the game that he Jeez. had this, this last week at Chicago. Yeah, he's yeah, a six-round draft pick. And they traded up for a running back in the third round. He doesn't even suit up. Yeah, exactly. And then look at the Kansas City Chiefs. They drafted Trey Smith in the sixth round. Probably going to make a uh, Pro Bowl this year. Uh, right guard, rookie, six-rounder, opening day starter. I mean, yeah. like, it, you can find the talent. So draft picks, like I said, it might be the, the crusty old former – former player who, who was anti-draft picks but um, yeah I'd, I'd say take what you can and, and give away the future you'll be able to figure it out Nick Leckie Super Bowl winner former center who is the standout who is the top offensive lineman right now in the NFL in your opinion and your opinion matches you know, man you're our favorite center you know so um, I would definitely have to say right now um, I think Trent Williams with uh, with San Francisco I think he's the, the the top guy right now, left tackle. He is he is playing at a, an extremely high level and just consistent and just locking up locking up people on the over the left side and you know you're not having to put a, a, a running back to chip help or a tight end to chip help. So you get more guys out in the passing trees, passing structure. So. Yeah, I would say him for sure. Yeah, he's an he's absolute just beast. Phenomenal. He did, yeah. Oh, he's a stud. Did you see he had a holding call against him? He was furious as well with yeah. that holding call on, on Sunday against the Bears. I mean, it was contentious, I think, but man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you messed up my stance. Absolutely. Exactly. I think he's like he's the top uh, graded offensive lineman on BFF, isn't he? I think. Uh, um, at the that moment. I don't. I, that I do not know, but it would not surprise me because he's been just consistent as hell over there on the left side. Yeah, yeah. Thank goodness, you know, he's got his health after all all the health concerns that he's had Correct. in the past. Nick, before you go, you know, you, you played with the Saints. Obviously, they're one of your former teams. They halted Tom Brady at the weekend. Sadly, though, at the cost of Jameis Winston, you know, going out now for the, the season with his uh, ACL and MCL injuries. How do you see the NFC shaping up we talked about the rams do you see the rams now as the the powerhouse in the nfc or do we wait and see how green bay get on this weekend at arrowhead and they get aaron Rodgers back but you look at the top end of the nfc and it's it's looking pretty stacked 
Yeah, it really is. You know, I, I think uh, uh, the the sleeper that's not really a sleeper. If the Cowboys, mm. if the Cowboys can get Dak Prescott back uh, in, in in a couple weeks or, or pretty soon, then I, I would say right now the Cowboys are that team to beat because when you can when you on defense can generate touchdowns, yeah, you know, out of nowhere from pick sixes and, and then that becomes a habit where I remember when I was in New Orleans you know um, we were getting like you know, like six or seven pick sixes so you almost come to expect it and teams almost expect it too that you're playing so you need that X factor and I think that's the X factor that that you know that Los Angeles doesn't have or uh, that Green Bay doesn't have yeah and you think it's kind of obvious you just you made it you simplified it so well there as well you think that quarterback if they know or they've, they've got that little doubt in their mind that <laughs> yeah. a pick six could happen that pick six is going to happen it's like playing golf yeah. isn't it you think oh man I, I'm going to duff this shot you try and clear your head next thing you know you duff the shot into the water <laughs> don't duff it don't duff it don't yeah, yeah, you, yeah. Duff it. Exactly. you duff it exactly no, it's, it's that concept it's it's and, and then if anything too it, it makes a hot spot you know if, if you're playing digs on that defense um not to mention the cowboys have a monstrous defensive line yeah you know they have a fantastic defense line so um yeah it's going to be weighing on you and it's going to affect how, how you throw as a quarterback where you throw placement all that stuff and it'll make you second guess yourself and if you can make your opponent second guess themselves in a game that's you know game of inches a game of milliseconds you're going to lose dude Nick Leckie, thank you so much. Always great to have you on. People can check you out on the Outside the Trenches podcast. That's correct. Yep, exactly. And then also, not quite football related, but on Twitter too, I'm at Mr. Leckie, Mr. Leckie. Um, there's always food, uh, K State football. If you're into uh, you know college stuff, that's my squad. Alma mater, love them, um, and just nonsense. So hit me up. I'm always down for questions. I'll. I'll, I'll always sit down and answer questions if you got questions on the Twitter. Man, and I'll tell you what, you love your uh, Kansas food. You're going to love it. I do. Yeah, man. Oh, dude. Some <laughs> of the stuff you tweet out is phenomenal. Man, I drool. I drool at it. Yeah, look, great to have you on, dude. And hey, go Chiefs. And, and hopefully we'll, yes. we'll talk again leading up to the Super Bowl in January. I would love Anthony. That'd be fantastic. There goes the Transatlantic Sports Show's favorite center, Nick Leckie, Super Bowl winner with the New Orleans Saints. Interesting story there as well about his injury and um, you know coming through the injury and then joining a Super Bowl winning team, leaving the St. Louis Rams at the time as it was to go to the New Orleans Saints, going from Missouri down to Louisiana. And make sure you check out his podcast, especially if you are a Chiefs fan. The Outside the Trenches podcast got a great following on that show. And you get great insights from a guy who's been there and done that quite literally played the game. Interesting what he said there that the Chiefs, they're just not working it out. Still plenty of time for them to work it out. But there are a few teams in the NFL. I'm going to discuss the 49ers there. And go back to the podcast that I had last week, the interview with Eric Crocker, who is from Locked On 49ers, a former cornerback for the New York Jets. And, you know, they're a team that they got the win at the weekend, but they've stuttered at the start of the season, as discussed there with Nick. You know, the Chiefs and the 49ers aren't the only two teams that are still trying to figure it out but it's a long old season the nfl we've only just got past the halfway point 17 game season this year 
But thank you for subscribing and downloading the Transatlantic Sports Show. Give us a follow on Twitter at T-A-S-S underscore UK and tell your friends about us as well because we'll bring you this great content. We get great guests such as Nick Leckie, Eric Crocker, former players like that. We've had Clyde Edwards-Alaire on the show during the offseason, Austin Eckler. I'm Anthony Wooten. You can follow me on Twitter at A-R-Wooten, W-O-O-T-T-O-N. I'm an accredited NFL journalist, which is why we can get you these great guests. So tell your friends about us. If you've got friends who are into the NFL or they are just starting to learn the game, then tell them about the Transatlantic Sports Show. We can continue to bring you all these big names. So as ever, I'll be back next time discussing the big talking points from around the league. And as always... Remember, the pleasure's all mine. <laughs>